Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Lital show. What's up, Didi? Bruins are up. Not, not they're not up. They're down, but they're still the best team in the league. You uh, went to a Celtics game this yes, week. Yes, I did. Uh, you had a friend visiting uh, from we had Israel. A friend visiting from Israel. So you me. went to a basketball game, yes. which you never go to. I never go because the 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 Celtics are like the anti Bruins. They they have every skill in the house, but they're so 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 soft. But Porzingis is legit. The guy's really, really, really legit. Okay. Uh, so they have some very good players. If they don't win this time around, I have nothing to say that besides the fact that they need to take it down to the studs. Well, there is a long season ahead yes, of them. Yes, yes. And uh, as I said, Bruins are still the best, best record second time. We're doing this now the second year in a row, and still the Bruins are undefeated or something like that. So... Until we get to the Stanley Cup. Yes. And, uh, yeah. so, so that's that. I think we're good. I'm in plaid. Everything is awesome. Awesome. Good. Well, you listen to the news. One of, so, yeah. I'll, 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 give, I'll give. So, first, I really, really hate Hamas. The reason I really hate Hamas is because I'm forced to watch Fox News. It's just so painful. I thought you like watching Fox News. Fox I'm the News. one that hated doing so, it, and now I'm forced to do it. Like, Fox, Fox News has its advantages. At some point in time, the fact that they speak to you as if you're a three-year-old really gets to me. Uh, they are. I thought you liked it. No, no. Uh, you like blonde. I like good-looking blondes. This is this is speaking to you as a baby. Yes, like I do. Yes. Well, this is why we're married. But at some point in time, while listening to Fox News, by the way, I really hate listening to the news. I, I like to listen to sports radio and not listen to the news. You this listen lo- to the news the whole day? Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I never the TV listen. is always on, like N- you're now, such a boomer. Now. No, no, it was always. No, I was listening to sports radio. It's different. Sports radio is basically repeat and rinse and repeat of nothing meaningful. Now I need to listen to meaningful things. And this is how I discovered that Nikki Haley is not an idiot. Or at least not a complete idiot. Can I just say something before we get to that? So the fact that I saw Fabio wearing a purple silk shirt. And making sense. On TV, on Fox News. And he said a few things that made sense to me. He's like, the onion has become the main news. Yes. We're living in an upside down world and like I, I don't know where Iran heads the committee for human rights women human oh human yeah exactly yes, exactly, exactly. the world is insane and the Russians are asking for peace this is like the world doesn't make sense and part of that the world not making sense so you uh, listen to Nikki Haley and I she said to... something about the internet that made sense to you it made perfect sense to me so <laughs> it's insane by itself yes Okay. Uh, but what she's talking about is something that we in the security space have been talking for about for a very, very long time. If you remember, there's this internet meme. There's actually two internet memes that we like to make fun of. The first one is a dog can be anyone on the internet, if you remember that one. That there's the two dogs, and one tells the other one that nobody knows that you're a dog on the internet. 
you can be whatever you want on the internet. You can pretend to be whatever you want on the internet. And the other one was our friend Sigal that we always joke that she can't go to bed because somebody's wrong on the, inter- on the internet. She needs to stay on Twitter and correct them. Exactly. Uh, so one of the things that Nikki Haley was talking about is something that in the security space we've been talking about for a very, very long time was uh, right now cryptography is at uh, a point in time. And basically everything, every piece of metal that comes out of the manufacturers like this has something called a TPM in it. It's a very strong cryptographical device that is almost impossible to clone. And one of the things that's starting to make sense is can we make sure that everything you say on the Internet is linked back to the real you, not to the fake you, to a real you, that your, the devices that you register your PC, your laptop, you create, instead of your Gmail account that you will use to sign into things, can you actually log in with an identity that's yours? So the idea of changing the world that we live in, in which the Internet enables you a complete anonymity, doing things, saying things that... Nobody will take accountability on. You can say nasty stuff. You can have propaganda. You that's, can uh, that, have that's... freedom of speech, which is and, – and is there a world that we can enforce identity, real identities I would go on not, the internet? Not so much about free speech and talking. This is a side effect, good or bad, which is debatable. Mm-hmm. But let's start with the more basic one. A lot of the states, even the blue states, are now suing Meta and, and their likes about letting kids spend too much time. How do you know that this is a kid? How do you know that this is not a? Yeah, that, uh, there is a big lawsuit coming up against Meta. A few different claims. One of them is around the fact that they let kids that are below 14 sign up to the services, yes. to Instagram, so, Facebook. And how do you, and sometimes they say, oh, well, my parents agree. How, how do you know that the parents agree? How do you link between Omri and us, for example, on the internet? This is where I think this is an important aspect of this. The Germans tried to do this, of basically issuing you with a digital ID. With a digital ID that is a government issued ID. So let's go back to that. Let's start with that key point that Nikki Haley was trying to make is. Let's make sure that everybody over 16, 18, something like this, gets a government-issued real ID to be on the Internet. The Germans have been trying to push this for a you while. You know that th- in the U.S. some people don't have any ID. They don't even have birth certificates. Well, that's their problem. Now They, they want to be off the grid. Well, now they won't be able – they can be off the grid, but they, won't, they can also be offline. The main point that I think is really important is if you can establish a real identity, real legit identity – and establish that you need to have you need to have some form of identity to log into uh, cloud services. Mm-hmm. You, the real you needs to be associated with this, and and the real you is harder to be stolen because there's there's going to be something like the RMV that verifies your identity before you can get that digital ID. Now, what are the implications for this for Law enforcement, what are the implications for this for uh, cloud services? What are the implications for this as some as 
as fraud detection. Let, let's. So you were saying immediately that all the cloud companies will want, not want to. To do this. I thought the social media platforms wouldn't want to do it. I, I think Mark Zuckerberg talked after, I think, Nikki Haley had this opinion. And he said, well, we cannot compete in a market when this becomes a reality. I, I mean, we need to have the anonymity and like enabling people to carry whatever, register as many accounts as they wish to be competitive. And I guess this is because of his business model of selling ads. So maybe for Mark Zuckerberg, this is not an advantage. For Mark Zuckerberg, maybe for not, AWS, it is. It's not for just AWS. Let's look at everybody that benefits from a real identity one yeah. by one by one. So first, let's start with, and this is this is by the way is very myopic from Zuckerberg because he's actually in a very good position. There's three companies that are in a position to own the identity space that they basically outsourced the service to the government. One is Zuckerberg, the other one is Google, and the third one is Microsoft. Maybe, by the way, I do believe that if Cisco wakes up, because Cisco owns a big chunk of the Internet, they can also own identity. So these are the four that can actually own identity for real, a real identity for a real person. Now, who else benefits from this? Banks. One of the biggest problems that banks have to deal with is fraudulent accounts. Sure. If I actually know who you are, now the bank can actually do a whole bunch can of... can help a lot with the anti-money laundering, anti -money know laundering, your customer programs. Know, know your customer programs. Each one of them is trying to figure out their own program. Um, this will simplify it. Yes. And enhance it. Uh, everybody that sells on the internet... Especially, by the way, and, and one of the things that it allows, if you create this identity broker concept, that concept of I am Google, I know that Lital is Lital, but let's say Lital wants to watch Pornhub. It can say... I don't, but... Maybe I, you do. Maybe. Maybe. What Google can send to Pornhub is not that you're Lital, but it can send a credit card that is virtual and anonymous. But maybe I don't want Google to know. I'm saying that I'm let's, 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 uh, 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 you're not following me. I'm saying let's assume that Google is your identity broker. You can mm -hmm. choose, like a healthcare provider, you'll choose an identity broker, somebody that verify that you are really you. Okay. Now you can choose what pieces of information of your identity is actually shared with somebody that buys. So when you choose to buy something from a vendor, like Pornhub, like your bank, like anybody else, you can sh d decide how much information is actually shared with the company that you're buying from. But the company actually trusts Google that, that has done its job to verify that you are who you say you are. But now it can send an anonymous credit card to that company, that vendor that you don't necessarily want to identify, but it will say that, you're, that you have the right to actually consume that service. Now it gives you more privacy. It gives you more control of what your identity is shared. It gives you more control of uh, uh, of your spending. It gives you better visibility. So right now, rather than create a million Netflix accounts that you never actually track on what you're paying for, now you have a central place that actually tracks all these things. So the, having a centralized identity that is secure and verified gives you the ability to control how you transact on the Internet. It gives you the ability – it gives the vendors – the ability to know that fraud has just significantly been reduced. It gives them also the ability to, to govern their 
services to say, you know what, I can now offer a PG-13 service, I can offer an R-rated service, I can offer services that fit specific demographics because I have somebody that doesn't need to actually share with me sensitive information. It just needs to give me a checkbox to say, this person can consume your service. So on one hand, I think it makes so much sense because when I get to a flight, and in the past, you could have gone on a flight with nobody checking who you are. Yep. That was the past. Nowadays, after a few terror attacks and other incidents, and so it was decided that on local flights, you need an ID to get on and need to match the name on um, the, your flight ticket. Um, so somebody decided you need to be the real you to fly. Uh, somebody decided it needs to be the real you to drive a car. You're saying somebody needs to review that it's the real you to buy services on the Internet and to do stuff on the Internet. We're getting into this maturity of the Internet that... It needs to be regulated in a way that you have an identity, somebody checks your identity. Yes. How does it fit with those that don't like regulation? They don't want the government to control it and even will be worried that you'll have four big companies owning identities, like you just said. It's going to be Meta or Google or whomever that now we're going to be identity brokerage and um they may become, they have the power, they have the knowledge, they will be breached to get the identity no, out of this, them and whatever. This is where you need to understand that right now if Google and Microsoft get breached and right now everybody's nipping at their heels in the periphery. If somebody actually pops, pops Microsoft or Google, we're so fucked that it's not even a joke. So this is where the, this is where the government needs to regulate this and actually make sure that those are really regulated and controlled. Now, what do you say? Let's look, let's look at who will object to this and understand how will the people that traditionally object to this might actually, with the world being the onion, may actually support this. So the biggest person that will be against this is the Russians. They have a shitload of money coming to them from idiot Americans that get popped. This is like, it's an industry in Russia. Oh, this and the bots industry. Basically, exactly. so, <laughs> them sending the MAGA, QAnon, conspiracy, then so, walk weird so stuff be, be, on between, the internet. Between China, so China and Russia, more likely than not, are, won't be very, very happy and will do the best they can to make sure that this doesn't happen. But uh, the people that are traditionally against doing, sharing their, their identity and... Uh, if they understand that this is something that pisses off Russia, they'll be standing with signs saying that they want to have this. Do you think they will understand that? No, of course they will. This is a very simple message. This is why Trump and Nikki Haley are, sh are sharing that message, because it's a very simple message to understand. Trump wants real ID to be on the Internet? Of course he does. Because I'm surprised. No, okay. uh, because he understands that his, his biggest enemy is TikTok. Which is the next company? I thought he was its like bigger support. No, not really. So this is where this is where I think the other companies that really don't want this to happen. It's the not Meta uh, social media companies, TikTok and their likes, because well, because TikTok is Chinese. So let's put it aside. I don't think Meta is supporting it. Meta should support this if 
Zuckerberg needs need Marissa Meyer to drive up to his house and tell him that he's an idiot, and that he needs to understand that that he needs to understand that this gives him back control of an asset that's non-depreciable. Because if he'll right now. A big chunk of identities in the U.S. is already... Elon will not want it. Elon will not want it. For sure. Of course he won't want it. But uh, let's put it this way. Eventually... He He can stay with the non... With the bots. He can stay with the bots. But I don't think... If he thinks of SpaceX and Tesla as his main line of business, he would like people to have real IDs because he wants to give more car services. Yeah. If he wants more car services and autonomous driving... He'll eventually need real identities. So this unlocks a lot of controls and a lot of things, and it eliminates a lot of noise on the internet, like the bots. Because one of the things that people actually... A lot of the ad providers at some point will wake up and understand that they want real people. Because if you look at LinkedIn, one of the most powerful things on LinkedIn advertising is the fact that I know that this is you that looked at my ad, not a bot... I know who you are, and I can actually say, you know what, I don't want you to share that it's me, but at least share that this was a CISO at a company, a CMO at a company. Now, this becomes a much more powerful tool, that real identity. And this is why. Yeah, I think Microsoft understands it that's very why, well. That's why they have this concept of verified ID in LinkedIn, because now it makes their ads. Yeah, it's interesting. They work now, LinkedIn now works with Clear. Yes. On linking IDs and real IDs with LinkedIn. Yes, because the more you'll get, eliminate the the fake internet from the real internet, it will unlock the true potential of business on the internet. I think in the AI world, it will be even more important because with AI, the deep fake, all this is, that's what we worry about, right? The, a lot of things we worry about, but the ability to distinguish between a real identity and you? an AI-generated identity will be harder. So we need to have strong way to authenticate real identities and do whatever we could to, to identify the bots, the AI-generated bots, and everything else. Correct. Otherwise, we're going to be in a huge pile of mess, which we already are. Yes. Like the world is crazy because of the nonsense created by bots. And AI. So this is where I think this is part of being responsible AI should be real identity so I can detect the difference and I can have that stream of information. So, for example, if we want to make sure that our kids don't do their homework through ChatGPT, now a strong verified ID means that I put that into part of the transaction when I interact with a ChatGPT. And when I serve this to the teacher, it shows basically a history of that document and what part of that document was threaded with an AI marker. Well, like Omri wh- supported you until now and now you lost your son well, supporting you. Yes, I agree. But uh, I think knowing that he can always take over your account to watch porn will bring him back to, to, the, to the fold. I thought it's so strong that he cannot hack it. Well, the, the, eventually inside your house, if somebody takes ownership of you, my Take, real ID, that's not a strong enough well, ID. If somebody if takes... Somebody oh, breaks to my home and take my identity by that, that's not uh, a good one. Th- I always, hope you, you have a way to there, there will be ways. secure that. There will probably be some levels of biometrics that we will want to use. Mm-hmm. But I think that here's another piece 
that is actually very interlinked to that real identity. If you think of those identity brokers and some of the ability to do some level of discrimination, kind of some level of control between you and the services that you consume, it can revitalize some of the crypto business because at least the legitimate crypto business. Uh, the illegitimate crypto, crypto business actually will want to stay away from this, but the legitimate crypto business will actually get second win from this. Because if you're a drug dealer, you don't want your real ID into this. Of course. But if you're somebody that wants to buy art in cash between you and an art dealer, or you want to transfer money in bulk, money is big. <laughs> if you, getting cash out of banks is very problematic. So revitalize the crypto business, real IDs will actually help the crypto business. I guess blockchain can serve as part of the, uh, the real ID. I, the tech. I, I don't want to dive into <laughs> blockchain and blockchain headaches. How ID far are we from, from, from this becoming a reality? And what needs to happen? A decision. Technologically speaking, we're way past this. There's a lot of, there's a company called Nametag that does a really good job of real IDing you. There's a lot of these vendors that are in place. YubiKey actually built into their supply chain. I heard something, maybe it was in California, that they were piloting having a car license registry being online. Yeah. Kind of like having real ID for your car, yep. basically, instead of your plate. Yes. So I think this is where th there's a lot of these companies out there that do uh, identity verification. Mm -hmm. Clear, Clear, by the way, does that. I think if you link yourself to a real live vendor that does identity verification and transfers that verification into a set of an N of M, like your phone, your computer, a few of these devices, and gives you the ability to register those things, it's, it's there. Microsoft and Google already have the infrastructure in place to provide consumer-level education. And I think that if very much, like you, you remember the blue check mark on Twitter a million years ago that is now useless... Of course, because now they just take money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they give you the check mark. So think of if Google could actually give you that the DD at uh, Gmail is a real DD with an address and real credit cards. Now I'm opening up a whole bunch of things automatically, and that's and that's possible because Google is already in, in links. So should it be driven by the market itself? Like Google, Amazon, e-commerce platforms, banks requiring that? Or does it have to come from the regulator? It has to come from the regulator. What, is the, what are the chances this will happen? Because how much do they even know about it? And it's like letting people in the House and Senate understanding technology. So we need to get out of the geritocracy. The, the basically have a geriatrics in charge because I think that's the reality. Like, what's the average age of people? I, I think once somebody the age of a Nikki Haley or Rand, Ron DeSantis will come into office, more likely than not, this is going to be a reality in a matter of years because it's it is a matter of primarily of national security and very much like electronic health records. It was chaos, 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 chaos until. A regulator basically slapped them over the head and magically they happened very fast. I wouldn't say EMRs are 
magically. No, That's but uh, they fine. made they made a huge leap while we were here, from nothing to epic everywhere by a slap of the regulator. I think a slap of the regulator will basically force the market to go into this space. Mm-hmm. And the security companies, the, especially the big ones, will immediately leap on us. Th- and this will help Palos, Cisco's, Microsoft's, all the big ones. It will immediately help their bottom line, like immediately. And well, once if it reduces fraud... All the e-commerce, all the banks, everyone will be so happy. Yes. Saves so much on such a waste of time and effort. Yes. And all it needs, because the infrastructure is there, it's one of those things that a lot of times the tech companies fight back on the regulator when they come back with something that's impossible to do. This is one of those things that, especially U.S.-based companies, it will allow them to do a lot of things to keep out non-U.S. companies from... going into the market that a lot of them will just jump on this very fast how do we deal with this internationally that's a different topic but I do think that the Scandinavians are already there I think that a lot of the the, the Germany and France are already there I mean once you have an infrastructure just sell it to whatever country yep. <laughs> not that all countries will want to have uh, not the US vendors maybe they won't want the US vendors but at least they, they can have, run it themselves they can run it themselves especially with Microsoft that offers this as a run as a service they can give it they can offshort this to Deutsche Telekom each and every country in the world and then they'll need to do an exchange like passports of some level of some level of exchange between the let's say Deutsche Telekom owns this for mm-hmm. Germany and And Google owns this for the US that they'll have like an exchange very much like we do with roaming phones well you do it with your credit card right if you have an international credit card somebody you buying in a website somewhere else yep. you have a protocol for checking that it's a real credit card yep there's so, no reason that it wouldn't work so I think this is where the DD and Lital show say hey people sometimes crazy people have a good idea so maybe we should you Do our own support for a get your real ID. We want the internet to be a place with real people and less shittiness. Yes. It's enough. Exactly. So it will help us stop doom scrolling? No, you're, you're, you're addicted. You, you're never going to stop doom scrolling. Yeah. Okay. Good. But, well, at least, but at least it will maybe stop Leah from watching bullshit on TikTok. In general, TikTok has to be stopped. Yes. It's craziness. Yes. Well... Real ID. Real ID. Real ID. We're supportive of that. Let's bullshit on the internet. Let's propaganda. It's just terrible. We can talk about psychops when we bring Dima again. That's yes. a topic for another episode. Yeah, but episode. it also means that maybe now some of us can consume porn on the internet with some level of obscurity. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, well, with that. You had to make the show R-rated. Of course. Now. Of course. Well, with that... Always dive to the gutters. The Didi and Lital Show is a weekly podcast. If you like our show, please rate and review us and share with your friends. We're going to be here next week. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.